Welcome back, Jabber's Delight. I'm your host, Scott. So, I actually talked some wrestling this time. We're on SmackDown this week. It's about all I really watch. I'll watch the pay-per-views. I usually watch the NXT pay-per-views, but, uh... Anyways, um, so some interesting things. I mean, Braun Strowman is now out of the Royal Rumble match against Lesnar. I'm surprised by that because, um, they've been building to it for a long time, but I guess he's still injured. They pulled some really weird sort of angle where he ended up flipping over a, a limousine after tearing off the door and then apologizing to Vince McMahon about tearing off the door. So he's angry enough to, to smash a car window to get Baron Corbin. Then he's angry enough to rip a car door off of a, a limousine. But he sees the boss and now he's he's not angry anymore. He's apologetic. He's... He's contrite. And then suddenly he's flipping over a limousine because he's so angry. I, somebody who's got that much of an anger issue isn't going to be sitting there kowtowing to a boss that's going to appreciate him the more he's that aggressive and angry. So I found that to be a little bit odd. I haven't been watching the full Raw anymore. I usually miss it because I only have Sling TV. Well, I actually just canceled Sling TV. So it was one of those things where I could either watch it live or I could watch it the next morning on Hulu and only get to watch about an hour and a half of it. This is annoying to me because I, I want to see the whole show, but I can't watch it all the time. Uh, I often work nights. And if I'm always working nights, then, you know, I'm working when it's on live. But Sling won't let me record it because of some licensing agreement. I've decided I'm going to stop trying to even watch the whole show and just do the Hulu show and I've canceled Sling because they want way too much freaking money to not give me the only show that I want when I want to watch it. Which well, seems ridiculous to even pay that much for it, but that's where we are in life. Anyway, they also announced the women's tag team titles, which I have to say, they look impressive. It's nice that they don't look like the generic title everything else does with the giant W on the front. I mean, the U.S. title doesn't look like that, but everything else does. And uh, makes them stand a little bit farther apart. I guess the plan's going to be that they're going to be a floating title. The pay-per-view after Royal Rumble, there'll be a Hell in a Cell match with six teams, three from each show. They're going to fight it out in the Hell in a Cell elimination. Now, I'm glad they're doing elimination because I hate when it's, you know, just the first team to win. Especially with tag team, because when it's tag team, if it's if it's a tornado tag team, only two teams are in there at once. So the other two teams don't have to get beaten, they just have to be distracted. And I realize it's all planned, so the person they want to win wins either way. The illusion of it, when you see people blatantly ignoring tags they could make, you know, why would you ever why would you ever tag the other team in? You can't win. Or why would you let them tag you in? When everybody's too fresh to try and get the win. Everybody keeps fighting to get in there and then they get beat up. And then, you know, one team ends up dominating everybody else. With the elimination, you know, everybody can just beat on each other. And they can, they can all work to put on a, a quality match that will still be a clusterfuck. With probably some fast pins and some of the quicker teams. I don't expect the Iconics to do very well very long. It seems they've sort of started to drop off the radar. You have to assume that teams like Naomi and Asuka, if they are indeed one of the teams, would probably be a winner. The other possible teams, let's see. We have Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. 
Bailey and Sasha Banks. The Riot Squad. Who else? It seems like there should be two more teams. They might just randomly throw some people together for it. But I think if they're going to do it justice, the champions and the people most likely to be involved in the champions in the championships need to not be in there. So if I was going to throw a crazy team together, I think I'd go with uh, Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox. They could play off each other very well. Just antagonize everybody else with insanity. Maybe it'd be too much. They're different brands of crazy. That would be a team I'd, I'd really like to see thrown together and actually actually do some damage. I know Lana has expressed wanting to be with Naomi. That wouldn't be too bad. Uh, they could do little dances or whatever. You know, Alana brings the charisma while Naomi brings the, the ability. So it wouldn't be a terrible pairing. And it's not like Lana's terrible in the ring. She's just not as good as everybody else on the roster. There's a few people she's better. I think she's better than Mandy Rose. She's as good as like Liv Morgan and uh, well, Sarah Morgan. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And at least it gives the women who aren't in the title hunt something to actively work towards. And that'll be something nice. It'll be odd to have a floating title. I don't know if it's going to be something to keep with just that one. Or if it's the, the gradual decline that yet again we're... Even though it's only been like a year and a half since we split the brands, we're going to put them back together again. Having some titles be floating and other titles not isn't a terrible way to go. You definitely can't just get rid of the WWE title just because the Universal title is your top brand title. Because honestly, I don't think anybody cares about the Universal title at this point. The Intercontinental title is much, much more of a story plot. Um... WWE title has stayed pretty much where it's at. It's the top title on the B show. I honestly think it's a debate between which is higher up, the WWE title or the Intercontinental title. They, they seem to go back and forth. They don't necessarily get the attention that they should get unless the right people are holding them. Obviously, Miz made the title because the Intercontinental title, he's always in the forefront of something. If it's not the top story on the show, and it's rarely the top story on the show, but it's always a highlight of the show. You just don't leave him off programming, which helps add a lot. Plus, his own caring about the fact that the title needs to be more relevant. You know, he always ends up working with really good people, you know, Ziggler, Ambrose, Rollins. It's, it's a pity that he's not with those people working the title again. Now, Lashley just got the Intercontinental title. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's about as high as I think he should get on the card, but I honestly think the Universal or the uh, the United States title is more his gear. Where it's it's okay to be bruisers, it doesn't have to be the best matches. They they tend to be more slugfest matches as opposed to storied and worked. Like if you're going to be the Intercontinental title holder, you've got to have a little bit of everything, and it, you don't have to have everything for the U.S. title. I mean, Rusev is, is a good title holder for the U.S. title, and he's got it now. But Shinsuke wasn't. Jeff Hardy wasn't. I don't even remember who it was before them. Like, nobody's been really great with it since Cena and, and Rusev were feuding over it. So it's nice to see that Rusev has it back. I think they seem to be making him a little bit more intense, and I think he'll do justice with it. But uh, Lashley with the Intercontinental title just doesn't seem like the right fit. Seems more like they're giving him the consolation prize because they thought maybe they'd put him in the Universal Title Championship, and that failed. It's not going to be, you know, it's going to be AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan's at the Royal Rumble, so hopefully that's their blow-off match. 
I just don't see that progressing much farther. I don't see anything else they can do with it. It's it's kind of in a holding pattern as it is. I don't know. Daniel Bryan's little save the world thing is good, but he's treating it as if it's bad. The company's treating it as if it's bad. So we still have that ambiguous sort of don't use plastic straws, but people like plastic straws. It doesn't work for me. It's not that I mind him being an obnoxious character. I just don't think he's he's pulling it off. I don't think they're letting him pull it off. I don't think the gimmick is good. I, I just think the whole Daniel Bryan eco-warrior thing is, is done poorly. I don't think it's good fodder. How do you get an unambiguous, an unambiguous reaction to such a ambiguous character plot? The other big thing going on right now is, uh, let's see, we had Shane McMahon's birthday, and Miz is going to celebrate it. I think it's it's pretty safe to say that Miz has become a face. At least at this moment, he's a face. He's working the crowd. He's being fun and likable. He got a clean win. Well, not a totally clean win, but, you know, when you, you set up a birthday party, so you got cakes in the ring, cakes on tables, and everybody knows somebody's going through a cake on a table. And that person was not the Miz, which is good. I mean, it was Cesaro and Seamus got a coast-to-coast from Shane McMahon with a cake held in front of his face by Miz. I don't know that that was necessarily worth the spot, but it was kind of fun to watch anyways. Miz rubbed cake in Seamus' face. Miz and Shane O'Mac are sitting there holding up the greatest in the world trophy. They're congratulating each other. They're having little buddy moments where they're ribbing each other, but it's all good fun and they're both smiling. Miz putting a little cake in Shane's face. So yeah, I guess it's easy to get behind the idea that maybe they could be a good tag team. Maybe it'll be something fun. I don't necessarily think the story is well-developed enough for it to be time for them to win the title, but I think if they're moving towards WrestleMania, we have to get to a point where they have a good bond and it is clicking on all cylinders. So I think they are going to get the titles, and I think they're going to hold them for a while, and then as we get close to WrestleMania, there's going to be a falling out. But I think when it's all said and done, Shane's going to be the bad guy and Miz is going to be the good guy. I, th- I think that's the gradual switch. Either it'll be your... There's two ways I could see it going. One is that heel Daniel Bryan needs face Miz as his opponent. I mean, they're opposites in pretty much every way, except they both love the show, but they even love different parts of it. So if we we turn Miz face, and now he can face all the heels he's he's been ignoring all this time, that's fine. He's he's a likable character, even when he's a jerk. He's well-respected. The idea that he could just stop that he could gradually stop being the underdog guy after after working with Shane. I could see that. I don't think he's going to be the Royal Rumble winner. Who knows what's going to happen. On the, the Universal title side, we've got Lesnar with the title. It's inevitable that it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the uh, Universal title at WrestleMania. The question is how we get there. Seth Rollins needs to win the Royal Rumble to get there. That they're going to have him win the Royal Rumble to get there because that's going to legitimize him as a top star even though he's already that that he's already the guy like we don't need to justify it anymore but it's an easy out and they like those easy outs for the main title and it's always nice to have the top title defended by the guy who wins the Royal Rumble we got Finn Balor is the number one title contender for the Royal Rumble that's that's a pretty high profile match for him I don't know that he's going to take the title off of Lesnar but I wouldn't be surprised if that happens because people don't really want Lesnar to hold the title. 
But then that makes him the heel, and you're really pulling for Seth Rollins to finally bring it home for us. So Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. I think we'll know the outcome. If, if Balor doesn't have the demon face on, there's no way he's beating Lesnar. And if he does have the demon face on, then it's a question. It'd be great if he won Balor versus Drew McIntyre, and then Drew McIntyre, you know, eventually taking the title off of Balor, and then Balor and McIntyre going until WrestleMania, and WrestleMania being Seth Rollins versus McIntyre is, is still okay. I still think no matter what, it's, it's going to be Seth Rollins in the WWE Universal Championship match at WrestleMania. Just because there's, there's nobody else who's going to pull together a good match at the end. And you need somebody with a lot of energy. You need somebody who's going to be able to, to do some cool shit to, to get the crowd going. Because a five-hour show. Nobody wants to sit there for five hours and watch it. I mean, it, it's it's great. You can't have the last the last two hours of that show or every single match is like the biggest match of the year. At least the biggest buildup for the match of the year. The top names, the, those matches you've always wanted to see, but they've held them back from you for so long. Sometimes, you know, the, the downside of the women's revolution, some of those really important popcorn matches are just gone. You know, those, those blow-off matches you didn't have to care about. You could just go take a break, go take a piss. You don't want to miss the whole thing, but, you know, you got 10 minutes. You could do a little bit of stuff and come back, see the pinfall. And now that the women are getting time to do a quality match, they're getting story build up and everything. Like, whatever the, the WrestleMania women's title match is, there's probably going to be just two. You know, so if we've got Lynch, Charlotte, and uh, Rousey, that's going to be a hell of a three-way fight. I don't know what's going to be the women's. They're certainly not going to be blow-off on important matches. They're going to be important matches. The tag team Raw division match, that might be a joke. Maybe a, you bring up a, a 205 guy, a 205 Live guys to have a match for the title. Even if you don't care about their stories, that's still going to be an entertaining match to watch. There's just not enough light on. you got to have some shitty popcorn matches in there. Something to let everybody catch their break or... Universal title, I think, yeah, we're basically looking at the WrestleMania match probably either going to be Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins or Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. I, I think there's more money in the Rollins-Lesnar, but it also costs a lot more, and there's timing issues. We don't even know if that's possible. The Daniel Bryan situation, I don't see him losing it anytime before then. There's going to be a lot of casual fans. Who only watch it for WrestleMania, and they're gonna be excited to see Daniel Bryan holding the title going into it. They might not care about his character too much at the moment. Like it's just it's there. So his opponents, like I said, if Miz turns face, that's a possibility. Small Joe is kind of a good guy, kind of a bad guy, but I think his character is more of a bad guy, so I don't see him being in that shot. As popular as he is, He's only that popular because we just don't see him that often. He's been injured quite a bit lately. You know, he's, he's kind of that mystery man. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are on their way back. If Kevin Owens comes back as a face and comes back to SmackDown instead of Raw, he wouldn't be the worst opponent. Sami Zayn would be the worst opponent. Sami Zayn needs to come back as a heel. He's not enough of anything to be up in that top. There's people who are better wrestlers. There's people who are better talkers. I mean, there's a lot of people who are better talk. Like, he's a better wrestler than than Miz by far, but Miz can build the story way better. Miz doesn't get injured, and Zayn does. And nobody wants to face Zayn again. Like, it was one thing in NXT, or was a small, loyal crowd. You didn't see everybody every week. I guess there's other possibilities. 
I mean, it does seem pretty likely that Shane, Omak, and Miz are going to have some sort of a match against each other at WrestleMania. But that's not guaranteed. I mean, if the tag titles go over well, there's entirely a possibility that they take on New Day or The Bar or The Usos, you know. Depends how well they can work. We're talking Miz pretty much carrying Shane through whatever goes on. He does some cool spots, but that's that's all he's good for is doing a few cool spots. So Miz is going to be doing all the work. And Miz can work, you know. Miz can have good match with all those guys. And the mic segment, you know, the promo segments between New Day and the Miz would be great. They're usually on the same side, even though they're opposite types of people. It's weird because you know that, that they're friends. And Miz is one of those people who's always on up, up, down, down. He's playing his character when he's on those shows. You, you see a lot of segments... A lot of anything backstage where you see them interacting, they're they're always kind of around each other. But sometimes that can make for the best feuds, you know. If they know each other well, they can they can pull on a lot of stuff and this is really good pulling on stuff. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. And of course I focus on the Miz so much because he's my favorite. It's just how it goes. But I don't know that there's any face on SmackDown that deserves the title shot as much. The smart move would be for the U.S. title, let Rusev keep it. Let Rusev get some strong wins. Let's bring Cena back in for one or two matches just to, to put Rusev over. You know, give Rusev one sort of high-profile high profile match. And then I think his WrestleMania moment should be against Cena almost. I think that'll be a good, pretty heavy-hitting fight. You got the brutal style of Rusev with, with the faster, strong style of, of almost. That seems like a good matchup. For some reason, it helps to be a foreigner, one of the U.S. title. I'm okay with that. I think that'd be fun. I don't know what Cena's going to do for WrestleMania, if he's even going to have a match. If he does have a match, he's put so many people over because he, he wants to, you know, help promote things. He wants to get that need for him off of his back. He's really gone from the top guy to, you know, celebrity enhancement talent. At his stage in the career, I get that. Get that little ratings boost to see him, but then he shows up and it's like, eh, not the same guy. It's weird to think that Jericho will will not be there for certain because he's now joined All Elite Wrestling for a while. I don't know how much that's going to help or hurt him. I, I think he will wrestle in WWE again, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I'm still pulling that at some point Miz needs to tie his record for the Intercontinental Championship. Somehow the title needs to become vacated. So that one of them can be named the greatest of all time. And and it should be Miz. As much as Jericho's held the title a lot of times, he certainly hasn't given it the prestige that Miz has. I used to always sort of think, yeah, Miz is, Miz is good, but Jericho's better. And now I'm starting to think Miz is better than Jericho. Um, Jericho had timing on his side a lot more often. And he was always willing to, to stand up for his character a lot more. Miz will do whatever. You want him to do something crazy, he'll do something crazy. You want him to make a fool out of himself, he'll make a fool out of himself. Jericho never did. If Miz had a mindset of, my character wouldn't want to do this, so I'm not going to do this, even though it's what you want, I think his character, I, I think he'd be a little bit higher on the card. But then he also wouldn't be himself, so who knows. So we have Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey at Royal Rumble. Now, I, I still think... I think Rousey retains the title and remains undefeated all the way to WrestleMania. You got a lot of casual fans who, again, that's that's a name they're going to see. Some people are just going to come by to see how she's doing. 
you want that intact, you want that strong, and there's there's no reason to not. She still seems dominant. Her promo work isn't the best, and she's getting a little bit better. I think she's still getting comfortable, and it takes a while to get comfortable. So for somebody who's only been in the business for a year, she's doing great. So yeah, Sasha Banks is not going to win. Nobody thinks Sasha Banks is going to win. It'd be, it'd be a major turn if she did. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being one of these, like, I earned your respect sort of things. Like, it'll go the distance, it'll be a long fight, they'll both come back, and at the very end, Sasha Banks is going to shake Rousey's hand. If she approves of her, maybe Will approve of her sort of thing. But it's still, it's still hard to say. We still have to decide who the women's Royal Rumble winner is going to be. It is a good thought that it probably is going to be Charlotte. That way Charlotte can challenge Rousey. And somehow they might throw Lynch into it. I don't know for the for the WrestleMania match. But I have another thought in my head: is Oscar is the title holder right now, and Lynch is going after her. It's great that Oscar got the title, but she's not a great champion. She does not connect to fans. Lynch connects to fans. I think there's a good chance that Becky Lynch is going to win the title off of Oscar at the Royal Rumble, and she's going to hold it. So this is this is kind of a far out stretch, but. It's going to be Becky Lynch versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. And Charlotte is not going to be the Royal Rumble winner. Royal Rumble winner is going to be unsuspected call-up of Shayna Baszler. Baszler can drop the women's title on um, an NXT TakeOver Saturday night right before the Royal Rumble. Then she would be framed clear to win the women's Royal Rumble. Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey would be as much name power as they could put into a match for non-wrestling fans. And to be a good match, you know, they're both legitimate UFC stars. They're both champions. They're both well-respected. It's just we haven't seen much of Baszler on the main roster. But, you know, she won the Royal Rumble and then she came through and just tore through the Raw Women's Division. We we could set that up. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I, I kind of like that idea better than just forcing in this Rousey, Lynch, Charlotte three-way that everybody's seen so long there's there's nothing that you know the buzz is already come and gone for that why why keep living in buzz you know you can't just can't just plan this shit for forever yeah two months ago i would have said that would have been the match for the headliner match wrestlemania and now eh, not anymore i just don't see it lynch has kind of dropped her ball a little bit on being the man starting to get played out they're they're focusing in on it too much they just haven't fed her opponents the way they should that's the problem with having a split brand you know if it was lynch versus rousey they were just gonna finally settle it then it would still be building up but it's not it's it's lynch versus oscar there's nothing wrong with oscar Asuka's a great competitor but all she can do is have a good match and wrestling is not just about wrestling Albanian guy what's his name aiden english put aiden english into that into that group because as much as he's a small guy he he still looks like like a predatory sort of like a guy who's just out there to kill you with finesse he's just gonna get out of everything he does or out of everything you do and he's gonna put some crazy crazy stretch hold on you with his crazy long skinny limbs and he's just gonna take you apart that way and that's you know could be very strong for him if he just had the right thing to just sort of legitify him you have to put somebody in there who's just not gonna get it and i think i would use my favorite jabber of all time because this is jabber's delight and our favorite jabber of all time is Heath, Le- Heath Slater. Boy, has anybody has anybody done it better for longer? 
Has anybody been that person that, like, you know he's going to lose, but you're just happy to see him out there. You're just happy to see him giving it the old try. You're happy to see him make that mistake. Every once in a while he'll get that fluke win, but it's always that fluke win, and he's as surprised as anybody else that he got it. So I'd put him in the group, and I'd, I, I wouldn't have it work for him. I would just have him try it really hard, but it not really work. And, and, and everybody kind of like, you know, let's try and get it. Hey, you and me, we're going to go out there. We're going to get this done. We're going to do it together this time, right? And then things go kind of bad. Who else? Who else? Bo Dallas. That's a guy who, who needs to get off the comedy stick. He, he can go in the ring. He's got a great personality. He can talk. He can sell. He can wrestle. He's not so small that it's unbelievable that he could do better. He's just been typecast as a comedy role because he was a comedy role in NXT. But he was a really successful and really high-statured comedy role in NXT. And then Vince didn't know what to do with him, so he fell off to the wayside. But he's got potential. I also think, you know, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan have been on the sideline because Rowan keeps getting injured. And every time he gets injured, Harper goes on the wayside with him. Bring Harper back. Harper can be that one guy that uh, Orton thinks, you know, expects the world of. And he can be that, that, that taskmaster. I think there's just something you could do with that. You know, it's not unlikely sort of grouping, but it's a bunch of guys you got that you could, you're not doing anything with. And they could still get up there. You know, I, I don't think... There's anything to be gained by taking Slater out of the jobber role, but that doesn't mean that he can't be a, a more respected jobber at the same time. So since this is called Jobber's Delight, which let's talk about our jobbers and how we think about them. Obviously, I think a lot of Slater. He's really good at what he does. He's a lovable jobber. He's just the idiot. You, you want him to do well, but you don't think he's going to. You're happy when he gets that fluke win. You cheer him when he does something brave. You feel bad if somebody takes advantage of him. He's really good at that role. Some other people are in that role and nowhere near as good at that. Um, Titus O'Neil. Yes, Titus O'Neil is absolutely a jobber. He's the big man jobber. He's out there to make it look like he's somebody who should be winning and yet he can't. Which is great when you've got somebody like Finn Balor needs to get some victories over somebody of size to prove that he can beat somebody who's big. But he doesn't have the personality and he's the heel in those fights. Like he's, I don't know if he thinks he's playing a face or a heel, but he comes off as a heel to me. I don't like the idea of jobber tag teams. I'm not a fan of that at all. The B team was fun for a bit because they were winning and because they were getting good. But I think that should have come with them becoming a little more serious. And them like realizing they finally found their niche as opposed to just playing it to the crowd all the time. Would have been a good time to, to sort of advance their characters a bit. You know, dropped off because Vince didn't see anything in them. There's no doubt in my mind Curtis Axel needs to become a regular tag team competitor. Or he needs to just leave. He's not great at the jobbing. He's, you know, nobody cares if he wins or loses. Except when he's got a likable partner. I think that's about it for wrestling talk today. I don't know. I've gotten all my thoughts out there. And the uh, the five of you who are regular listening to this show probably don't care. And one of those five might actually be me making sure this actually came out okay after I listened to it on uh, Apple Podcasts, where I'm most likely to be listening to any podcast. So it's nice that uh, this wonderful Discord app that I've been using distributes me to all the major ones. Okay, so if you'd like to contact me, you can do so. I've created a Facebook page, Jobber's Delight. There's no apostrophe after the S, so it's just J-O-B-B-E-R-S-D-E-L-I-G-H-T. Uh, Facebook, actually it's at Jobber's Delight on the Facebook app, whatever. 
I don't expect a lot of people to ever want to message me, but hey, maybe you do. Maybe there's something you actually like to talk about, something you'd like to comment on. Maybe you'd like to have a conversation on the show. I need guests eventually, right? We can always do a uh, teleconferenced podcast through through the Discord app. Uh, all you'd have to do is download it, and then I contact you for for the show, and, and we'll have a discussion. be great to get that, especially for some of the pay-per-view matches, for some of the pay-per-view events. That's that's all. I hope the the better sound quality comes through with the with my new recording system. It's not new. I've had this device forever. You know, I used to um I used to play guitar and sing, and I wasn't too bad, but uh, I had a really minor stroke, and since then I haven't been able to play guitar the same way. I still know everything to do, but my right hand, which was my strumming hand, will not function the way I need it to. I'm really good at playing a downstroke, but really bad at playing an upstroke and the more into the rhythm I get, the less coordination I seem to have. I've stopped doing that. Um, now repurposing this equipment to record my podcast. The good things is, it's completely mobile. I can set this little bad boy up anywhere I need to go. If I want to run microphones through it, I can. But I will wait till it becomes more of a thing before I start investing any money into putting this show together. I subscribe, like, find me on Facebook, comment. Tell me what you like, what you don't like, what would improve it, what you need, what you don't need. Uh, If you want more wrestling content, tell me. If you want more science content, tell me. Do whatever. I am here for you to abuse. I am your jobber. Let me put you over. All right. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. And um, keep doing something that makes you happy.